What's up, roadies? How you guys doing today? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Road Show with your hosts, Truck and Calls. And we are joined by a familiar guest by now, Mr. Shane O'Mac. Shane, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Excited. Week oh, one's yeah. coming we, up. This is, yeah, week one, baby. We're here. We made it. The football yep. season starts this week. I'm, I can't be more excited. Yeah, I texted Ryan just huge week. Two words yeah. this morning. Huge week. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, I mean, football is finally here. Uh, pretty an entertaining game to start with uh, Chiefs-Lions. Two you know, high-scoring offenses. Um, some pretty good games. Uh, I think Dolphins-Chargers is one that I'm probably most excited about. Obviously, Packers. Bears Packers is always fun to watch. Oh, Cowboys yeah. Giants, both of our teams, uh, hometown or both of our teams. Uh, uh, I was telling Ryan when we went through our picks episode. I love watching Cowboys Giants. Um, <clears throat> Cowboys Giants Eagles. Any of those three, such a fun, um, such a fun matchup. Usually on prime time, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did forget to mention everybody follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker. Mike is at calls underscore sports Shane at S M S S McCormick underscore FF. <laughs> uh, at fantasy roadshow. Yeah. yeah. Follow the show at fantasy roadshow. Check us out on YouTube. Video is up and live youtube.com slash sports ethos and the Substack. Do not forget the Substack. The fantasy roadshow.substack.com. Uh, we are also, uh, we have a pick em pool that's going live yeah. this week. Uh, we're blasting it out on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter to join the pick em pool, uh, and have some fun with the squad. Yeah, if you're listening now, this episode will air on Thursday, so it'll launch Thursday at 11 a.m. Um, you'll have what seven hours, eight hours to get into the pick em pool. Um, and I'll be blasting that out day of. So uh, Twitter at Fantasy Roadshow. And really any three, any of these, any of at Fantasy Roadshow or any of the three Twitters <laughs> below, I'm sure you'll see uh, yeah. Thursday just kind of last chance get in. So, um, yeah, um, I think, Ryan, do you want to uh, introduce the red light, green light segment? Or do you want to yeah. buckle up? Or do you want to back? Yeah, buckle no. Up well, first? let's 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 buckle up first. How about that? This, this is gonna give bumpy ride. Um. All right. So this is uh, an episode we are titling "Red Light, Green Light." Um. For all of you that have played Red Light, Green Light as a kid, you know Red Light means stop. Green Light means go. Everybody knows this. It's pretty universal. So, um, basically, this is our start set episode. We're gonna give you players that. We are giving you the red light on. Do not start them. Um, they have a tough matchup. Uh, not the situation is kind of murky. Um, whatever the reasoning be, we're going to explain our reasoning and then also give you some green light guys, people who uh, are higher up in our weekly rankings uh, for the good matchup, uh, better opportunity, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, these are the players that you should sit or start. So, um, uh, yeah, I want to add. I do. I do. I want to start by giving everyone a green light right off the bat. Oh, 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 oh. green light on the Celsius. (laughs) What do we got? What do we got here? What do you guys got? Fuji apple pear. Um, That was was a really nice moment, guys. Everyone have one ready. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. 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 Yeah, that's awesome. 
Oh, I was I was going with my uh, my OG my original yeah. flavor orange that was what left in the fridge. So. <laughs> I uh, I was gonna text you last night during the LSU game. Um, they had the the netting behind the field goals. It I saw that three big Celsius cans yes. and uh, LSU's first field goal. It just nailed the orange emblem in the uh, orange Celsius. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. I mean, that had to be a pretty expensive ad for the Celsius to be on. They're not spot, scared. Right? They're not no. scared to sling some uh, some ad dollars around. Um, yeah, hey, bring bring some our way, Celsius. We're promoting yeah, the, you guys on a daily unofficial, basis. The unofficial official beverage of the Fantasy Roadshow, uh, Celsius. Um, but yeah, so uh, red light, green light. It's uh, as Ryan said, our starts, our starts, it, our love, hate. Um, and I think once we, uh, I mean, immediately, one of the first uh, episodes we had with Shane on as a guest, um, there is really good chemistry. He brought a lot to the podcast. And I think uh, we can officially announce that Shane is going to be joining us uh, weekly for this segment. So um, we want to, I mean, first of all, he's just a great fantasy mind, um, fits very well with the pod, and also it's a good way to get more out to the roadies, more, um, m- more of our picks for the week or picks to click, you know, um, I, in a segment like this, it's more the merrier, I think, um, you know, highlighting players each week, why, and getting different perspectives on that. So Shane, uh, thanks. Thanks a lot for agreeing to join, uh, for this segment every week. And, uh, we're glad to have you. Yeah, love it, man. It's it's always a ton of fun. And I agree. Like, I think like we all know, like everybody asking are asking these type of questions, like, oh, do I start this? Do I start this? Do I bench this? What do you think about this matchup? I mean, that's everyone yeah. is freaking out about that throughout the week and up leading up through Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And also the uh so sports ethos has a Discord channel where you can have access to either uh any of the three of our brains weekly so any you know start start sits that you specifically have please reach out um uh, i know we'll all be active on twitter um and then also uh i'm I, i'm sure we'll have shane on shane i don't know if we told you this but we're gonna do sunday nights uh, we're gonna go live during sunday night football for like I don't know, anywhere from an hour to a couple hours and kind of go through our reactions. Um, but also um, going to have like, try to eventually figure out a call in number, but for right now it'll be just like active in the chat during a live uh, reaction segment on Sunday night football. I'm sure Shane will be popping in and out uh, whenever he's available. Uh, but yeah, we're going to, you know, have guests on and just almost like the Mannings, you know, kind of just do a live watch, but give reactions to the week slate um, and then use that as our audio file for Monday's episode. Yeah, we'll probably end up talking about some college, too, um, for dynasty purposes, um, who stood out in the college uh, slate and stuff like that. But just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of hang out and watch the game and uh, have people ask questions about a Monday matchup or what happened during the week and what we thought. So, um, yep. absolutely. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, in terms of like driving engagement, that's what we want to do, right? Um, so, that's going to be a huge step forward for that. 
Yeah, and Shane, uh, on the on the weeks I can't join, you're you're my you're my sub in. So I'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. I will work on my uh, the Bears accent. The Bears yeah. Accent. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be looking forward to hearing that one. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's kick it off. Um, let's talk about red light, green light. Um, let's start with yeah. the quarterback position, uh, one of the most important positions. Um, I'll start it off. Uh, I am probably staying away from Daniel Jones versus Dallas. Um, this defense yeah. with Dallas is really, really good. Um, I know the uh, the Giants wide receivers still kind of aren't <laughs> up to par. I'm expecting a big game from uh, Saquon and, you know, Darren Waller is going to get his, but I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant on starting Daniel Jones. Um, if you have other options, I would consider them in this matchup. This Dallas defense looks like a real force to be reckoned with. I know uh, Shane, how do you feel about the Dallas defense, man? Are they going to stop Daniel Jones? They look good. I mean, and you know, history would support, um, your call there, you know, last year he was QB 20, both games against Dallas. So it's not a good history. And last year was one of his better years. Um, so I agree. It's, I would be hesitant starting him. Yeah. Um, that'll be a good game. What is that? Is that Sunday night football? Sunday night. Hey, yeah. join us. Oh, join, yeah. us. Yes. join us. We'll be live. Um, yeah. Sunday night football. I mean, it's also week one, which you could sometimes get sloppy. Um, yeah, good point. Um, I like the Cowboys' speed to kind of contain him, so um, I can jump on board with that. Um, Shane, want to give us a red light quarterback? Uh, yeah, so this one will probably – you guys may have some disagreement with, but mine is Deshaun Watson playing week one um, against Cincinnati. And it's for, you know, a couple of reasons. One, it's hard for me to ignore the preseason. You know, he's he's been shaky, um, hasn't, you know, been performing that well. Um, last year, the Bengals, surprisingly, they were uh, third in the league for passing touchdowns allowed. Um, so I think, I think his line last year was like 270, one touchdown, one interception. So nothing – great you know so i could see him easily see him being kind of in that qb 15 range for the week 18 range um feels kind of more like a nick chubb game to me yeah i agree with you shane i surprisingly i have him on my red light list i um i and it's the hesitancy i have just from the the rust we saw at the end of last year um, I just don't know if that's fully shaken off. You know, um, having a good camp is one thing, but game time, it's, uh, you know, the game speed. Like, I i am i would be hesitant starting him as well, uh, even though the Cincinnati right now, Sleeper has them ranked as the uh, 26th uh, defense to go against a quarterback. So decently favorable matchup by the rankings. But, um, I, yeah, i am if I have another option, I'm, I'm probably going elsewhere. Like well, so what was that ranking you just said right now they're 26 yeah sleeper uh, if you look on sleeper what what i love about sleeper is you if you look on sleeper and you go on your team every player you have their matchup oh, yeah. and then it's colored in either a lighter color oh. or darker color oh why um, would that be so why would they have them as 26 when shane just gave us a stat of third they, they allowed the third least amount of passing touchdown so i think what they're doing is is you know and it's it's tough to do when you're doing week one calls you know you're you kind of rely on last year's defensive stats uh, but 
you know, there's changes, there's personnel changes that each team's make. I'm assuming kind of sleeper has gone in and factored in some of that um, maybe into how they're ranking to project for the year. Yeah. But like, okay. I, I don't know. That seems pretty egregious to me. Um, and maybe they give up, you know, one of the top in yards, but when it comes to letting them in the end zone, it doesn't, I, I don't know. I just find that weird. Um, but anyways, um, I have Deshaun Watson on my green night. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what to really think of that game. I think it's going to be a really good game. Honestly, like, I don't know if I picked the Browns. I could actually look at it right now. Um, is, I think it's just going to be one of those, like, I, I do have the Bengals, but I think it's going to be a close, like, kind of ugly game. Um, I think the Browns are going to just get ugly some games this year maybe a lot of games like i don't know for for me i need to see them play and i need to become confident in their offense before i uh, really start to ride them but burrow I, something about it just is a little bit ugly like burrow not practicing with his calf is he going to be limited running the ball at all. I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be one of those murky week one games that are sloppy and one of the teams wins by a field goal. Yeah. I don't um, Burrow isn't even guaranteed to play this matchup. Like the coach came out and said he has a good plan in place for him to play week one. I mean, that's not, you know, Burrow's gonna a play. guarantee, but yeah, I would imagine he is too, but there, you know, there's a chance, man. If Burrow doesn't play, Burrow's playing. Okay. Bro's playing. Um, so <laughs> I have this will come as no surprise. Two people on my list uh, is Brock Purdy and Anthony Richardson. Mm. Um, first of all, I just think the Steelers are going to win. Um, and in order to do, do so, they're going to have to get ugly. Um, and I don't know. Purdy's first game, first live game. He looked OK at times during um, preseason. But I think the Steelers are going to come out and make a statement that they're um, I guess not as bad as everyone thinks they are. Um, they looked good in the preseason. I just think that this is going to be one of those Steelers teams that has uh, plays really tough at home. Um, and again, could just be one of those things where it's a defensive battle, low scoring game. And because of that, you know, maybe a couple turnovers. Uh, and because of that, Purdy just has a pretty underwhelming fantasy game. Um, and then Richardson, I mean, that's just to me, Colts Jags is always ugly, especially uh, in Indy. Um, that line's only minus five Jaguars, and I think it should be like a hundred. Wow, it should be <laughs> so, at least seven. It should be at least. So seven. to me, like Jaguars are going to win by a field goal, and again, it's going to be one of those just gross games. So um, yeah, I think Richardson's going to be pretty. It's going to take him a while to figure it out in general, but. Um, Week one, first start against a team that's going to win the division. I think it's going to be ugly for him. Yeah, yeah, I can get on board with that. I mean, I'm I, I'm not starting Richardson unless I unless I see him uh, yeah. put up a big game. Like until he puts up a big game, he's not in my starting lineup. But I don't have him in any rosters. But just yeah, so that's going to be hard to put him in your starting lineup. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I did, quote unquote, if I did, I, he wouldn't be in my starting lineup unless I see it happen first. So I get that. And well, then Purdy, what, too. Go ahead. 
Sorry, no. Go give you. Yeah, break. Purdy too. I just, um, uh, you know, I have a feeling that that stardust from last year could uh, could wear off, and he may just not perform very well against this Steelers defense. Is pretty good. So, um, yeah, great yeah, that's line. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Or so defensive um, line. Sorry. Um, I, uh, I I want to mention one more red light I had. Sorry to okay. just rip three off right away. But Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G in Denver. Denver's defense is great. Talk about another ugly game. Now that I'm yeah. saying it, I just picked like three games that I think are going to be like ugly week one gritty <laughs> matchups. But Jimmy G, like, first of all, I'm just turned off by the Raiders offseason, right? Like that was yeah. just rocky all the way through. Um, and then you add in going to Denver um, with that with that defense that was actually pretty outstanding last year um you got certain like i i just think it's going to be um a pretty ugly game like i've been saying for all three of these so th those are my three that i would fade pretty hard in week one yeah and we can you know don't be restrained or restricted to just one guy if you guys have other guys you want to mention the more guys we bring up for the the roadies out there i think it's the better off so shane did you have any more on your list or did we kind of cover all of them I think just the only one, but I think it's kind of obvious to most people. It'd be Matt Stafford. You know, I don't think Cooper Cup's playing. It's at Seattle. Um, that's just a rough, rough first opening game for him. Yeah, very, very good point. Yeah, I would uh, be very hesitant about starting Stafford without Cup in yeah. any matchup, no matter who he's going against. So, um, all right, well, I'll kick it off for green lights. Um, uh, my green light player of the week is Sam Howell. Um, obviously Sam Howell's playing Arizona. They are complete trash. Um, Sam Howell, uh, Sam Howell looked good in the preseason, man. He was slinging, he was throwing darts, um, throwing the ball really hard. And I just think he's going to have a really good game against Arizona. And, uh, I, I don't let's know how also, you guys about that. let's also say that not only are they complete trash, they are just openly tanking. Yes. Yes. Let's obviously. just say open, openly tanking is what we're going to say. Um, yeah. Can yeah. you just imagine a world where next year they get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. because they've also got Houston's picks? Houston's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be my. insane. So I'm sure that's what they're going for, you know? And uh, you're going to see on a weekly basis, roadies out there, you're going to see whoever's playing Arizona, their quarterback is most likely going to be on our green light list. So if your quarterback is playing Arizona, play them do not question anything about that matchup arizona is the team to go against for quarterbacks and basically for running backs and wide receivers too so yeah i'm not gonna have anything to add i mean for me it's just gonna always go back to they're playing the cardinals so that's all i really have to say there yeah um <laughs> i <laughs> i have i mean an obvious herbert against the Dolphins. I just think Herbert's going to be outstanding all year long. Um, but I want to bring up someone that's not so obvious, and that's Baker Mayfield. I got, <laughs> I got Baker on my green light. Uh, he would be my streamable QB option. Um, first of all, I just think the Vikings defense is really bad. Um, I also have Kirk on my green light list, so I think it's just going to be a high-scoring, like, two not very good defenses that um you know could be one of those games that you see in the 30s um and because of that i have baker and i have kirk both just kind of putting up you know two three touchdowns for 
three, two, 300 yards. Um, so, you know, Baker's someone that's not rostered on many teams, but if you took a streamable approach, um, I'm going to look at that Vikings D to be giving up points all year. So that's another team that I'm looking at. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of throw out a pretty like dark horse green light pick. And that was Baker for me. Yeah. I think that's a phenomenal pick. Um, if you guys are out there and you drafted one quarterback and he's got a bad matchup this week, um, like if you drafted Daniel Jones and he, that's your only quarterback, but Baker's on the, on the waiver wire and you have a spot that you could kind of pick him up and start him, Like definitely consider that Baker's definitely going to be slinging the ball with that, uh, Vikings defense. Very yeah, super know. flex, super flex leagues. You oh, know, yeah. he'd, I'd be very yeah. confident in having him as a QB too. And listen, so like, at the in the grand at the grand scheme of things, like I think Evans probably gets his thousand yards or close. They're certainly gonna be going for it. And I think Godwin has a decent year. That being said, I think the Bucks are really bad. So you're gonna have to have games like this where Evans has a hundred yard game and two touchdown catches or Godwin. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna find those games where they pop off. Um, it's just gonna be hard to find but this is one of those um you know week one matchups that i'd be looking at taking the over and think it's going to be a shootout what do you think here shane yeah i mean you guys remember when i think one of the mocks we were doing this summer um on one of the shows you know when we were talking about godwin and evans and taking them we were all kind of like impressed about how actually surprisingly baker had looked during the preseason how much better he looked than we were expecting and you know, so we were kind of bumping up the value a little bit of, of both receivers. So, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, if you're going to play him, this is the this is the matchup to play him in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a great point. Yeah. What do you got for us, Shane? So one of mine, I wanted to kind of go a little bit further down the list also, you know, um, for those that maybe um, took two quarterbacks. And, and a lot of times this is one of those safe, uh, backups that people took, and that was Derek Carr um, facing the Titans. He's going to be yeah. at home against the Titans. So last year they gave up the most passing yards in the league um, to quarterbacks. So I think also this is like if you want to play, this is the week to play, playing before Michael Thomas gets hurt. So you got <laughs> Michael Thomas, you've got Olave out there, you've got a full, uh, you know, full wide receiving room playing. Um, I just think he comes out and it's a, it's a game where, you know, I could easily see him putting up, you know, 250, 275 and two touchdowns. Yeah. I like that pick, man. They're, uh, that's a great stat. I mean, the, I didn't realize that, that the Titans gave up the most passing yards last year. So, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I can get behind that. I don't know, Mike, what do you think? Um, I'm this is, you had a flu game last week. This is my flu game. So, oh no, I'm, I'm going to. Um, pass on Derek Carr right now. I just got a wave of tingly eyes. Yeah, somehow I got Mike sick through the microphone. <laughs> somehow. It's crazy. Somehow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it. Who dad at home? You hear me. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'll bring up one other guy I had a green light on. It's Jared Goff uh, going against uh, Kansas City that first uh, the first game tonight as this episode airs. Yeah. Um, he plays tonight. He's going to need to put up a lot of points to keep up with this Kansas City offense, and uh, I think he's capable of doing it. I mean, you saw what he did last year, uh, you know. So I, I would very, very much consider starting Goff in this matchup. Uh, I'd be pretty comfortable with that. 
Yeah. Sweet. Honorable mention: Lamar Jackson against at home against the uh, against the the Texans. Um, oh, I yeah. think that offense is going to come out and just like showcase what they've been working on. So I'll just hammer through. I have Lamar, Zay, and Andrews. All three of them. Um, I, I I don't think we really need to like. No. I, I don't want to hit on each of them, but we I don't mean to spend much time there. But that's in Ravens offense comes in and Monkins just like. All right, this is these are my new toys, and this is what we look like, and it's gonna look really fucking good. I'm so excited I, to watch them. Yeah. Like, I've got so much of so many shares of Ravens players this year between Flowers, Dobbins, Lamar, Andrews. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the running backs. Um, Shane, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the red light running back you got? Um, who are you pumping the brakes on uh, for this for this week? So my red, my first red light is Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook um, mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Facing the Bills, um, Bills last year were top five in rushing yards allowed. Um, second, just I think this is going to be like a feel out game. I mean, you can't overlook that both running backs have not played this preseason. Both are been coming off of different injuries. You know, what is that going to look like for the the share for both of them? And he may be working in Michael Carter even some. It's just it's a little bit too much uncertainty for me to start one of them week one. Yeah, I actually have Brees as well. I actually like bunched together a group of running backs, just running backs with injury concern. Um, and Brees is, you know, one of them. Brees, Javante. I mean, even like A-Chain and Kendra Miller, just guys that like we aren't sure about. Um, You're going to be seeing a lot of Brees on my love love list, but I agree. Like I need to see it before I buy in and uh, on starting him. Um, He's certainly a guy that I have on a lot of teams and I drafted him because come week three, four, when he gets that confidence back and the, the Jets, you know, maybe start to pick things up. I think he's potential league winner but um yeah i think the jets start slow as well rogers kind of starts slow it's just what he does a little bit and the jets are a completely new team about to play what i think is potentially the best team in the nfl so um yeah i would be fading pretty much all the jets yeah um i have both of them on my list as well um just you know I started to lean where Dalvin Cook may uh, – I may consider starting him because of the coach coming out and saying that Brees Hall is – they're going to be very cautious about him. So it seems like Dalvin Cook will get the larger workload. And, um, you know, we've seen what Dalvin Cook can do in the past. So, um, But, yeah, I have them both initially on my list. I'm probably not going to play either one of them. Uh, but my main guy that I wanted to bring up is DeAndre Swift uh, going against the Patriots. Uh, in Foxborough, you know, they're a fringe top 10 defense against the run. And um, I, I just haven't liked what anything I've heard from this running back room out of out of uh, Philly. You know, is it is it uh, Kenneth Gainwell? You know, uh, how much how how often is uh, DeAndre Swift going to be used? Like I just until I see what this situation looks like in the backfield, I'm probably not touching it. And against the Patriots, uh, pretty good defense. I'm just kind of staying away. I don't know how you guys feel. Yep. 
feel the same uh, way. Like they were, they were, I think seventh against last year in rushing Lars Loud. I just, I feel like that game could be a sneaky close game for some reason. You know, Belichick scheming up a defense in week one. Yeah, he's gonna expose Hurts. Um, <laughs> like he's gonna do his he's gonna do his good he's gonna do his hardest to uh, make sure that happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's gonna expose Hurts. Um, I agree. It's gonna be an ugly week one game. Um, I disagree with. So I agree that I would stay away from Eagles running backs this game. I think you might see like. Swift look pretty good at times during this game to give you confidence moving forward. Um, but in the sense of this just being one of those ugly, gritty games, like, yeah, I would stay away from both teams, to be honest. Um, I didn't put Ramondre on my list, but I certainly thought about it um, because I don't think the Pat the Pats are going to look very good either. Um, so... Like you said, one of those low-scoring Foxborough games that's just like. Yeah, man. and I, I really want to see how often they use Zeke, too. Like, is Zeke strictly goal line, or is he going to be used somewhat? Like, I, I need to see how that situation shakes out before I start either one of them, either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I have in here, I have um, Miles Sanders. Uh, I think that's going to be a low scoring game. Um, and I just, the pa- Panthers looked really bad at times on offense. So I think it's going to take some time and, and Sanders hasn't played at all, but I think it's going to take some time for um, Panthers to click. And, and, you know, some of those dry, like some of those preseason games, they gave Bryce um, a good bit of time and they just looked really bad. So I think we're going to see some games of, uh, Panthers defense keeping them in it and their offense just like kind of trying to figure things out. So, um, yeah, I, I have Sanders um, on my red light list. Um, I have Derrick Henry against the Saints and I have um, Damian Pierce at Ravens. So, I don't know if you guys want to comment on any of those. Um, Ravens, we talked about them. I think that they're just going to have a defense at home that's like reminds us of the old Ravens defenses at home. So um, if you guys want to highlight any of those three, jump on. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I, I kind of went back and forth on Sanders. I first thought of him as a, a green light just because of the matchup playing the Falcons who gave up over 120 yards rushing last year. But I, when you sit out the whole preseason with an injury, it just makes me too nervous to start you week one. So I had to pull him out. Yeah. And the office didn't look good. You know what I mean? Like they just, they're going to have so many three and outs and like, it's going to be hard for them to get going. And looking at the over under, this is the second least scoring game uh, according to Vegas of the week. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those just, now that I'm now that we're talking out loud, we've been saying this for quite a few games. Gonna be one of those <laughs> ugly week one feel it out type game. So yeah, that's a very good point. Ryan, who do you what do you got? Sanders, Henry, Pierce. Um, yeah, those all make sense to me. Um, I didn't have any of them on my list, but as you guys were talking about them, um, they they all give me hesitation. You know, Sanders yeah. not playing much in the preseason, um, Henry going against a good defense. I just Good defense and their O line is just trash. Like, oh, it's the worst. And then they you're have gonna have the to go into a super, in the league. yeah, super 
super loud uh super dome but a, a very loud super rowdy <laughs> super loud super dumb super loud yeah, yeah. um it, it, you know how it is there in new orleans those guys are gonna be fired up it's gonna be loud i could see that game like a lot of false starts on the titans and just you know Vrabel getting pissed off and uh taking a little bit for henry to get going so um, yeah yeah um, all right. So for, for green lights, um, you know, Mike, you, you made a good point. <clears throat> You're very bullish on the, the, the Ravens this week and kind of like their whole squad. So like in a really good matchup, green light, all Ravens like yeah. to piggyback off that and green light, all Redskins or, or commanders. Sorry. Um, the Antonio Gibson is on a green light for me. Um, you know, so is Dotson. Um, so it's kind of like, I didn't want to bring them up too much cause we've already talked about this, yeah. but you got playmakers going against Arizona stardom green light. I have, I have Dotson as well on my list. And I also have Dobbins. I missed him when we were talking, uh, Ravens, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. J, Mr. JK Dubinsky. Yeah. Um, so I think, like I said, that Ravens offense, when they're, when they're looking good and scoring points, they're going to be fast. And I think you can just, they're going to all be startable. Like usually you don't see an entire offense in the top, you know, five um, just because like, you know, other people, other players will snap. But I think that whole offense is good. When they look good, they're going to be scoring in the forties, you know, like 35, 42 points. So yeah. um, I, I, in there for me as well. Yeah. So just kind of these positive matchups were just the whole slate stardom. But um, the one guy I did want to mention is Rashad white. Um, if you drafted Rashad White in the middle rounds, I'm definitely starting him. Uh, Mike mentioned it before. This Minnesota defense is going to be very gettable. And, uh, you know, Baker, when things go bad for Baker in the pocket, he's not going to look to run the ball. He's going to look to dump it off. And that's Rashad White, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. Uh, I am starting Rashad White on every every lineup I have him in. Uh, I, I want a piece well. of that. <clears throat> I have him as well on my list. Mm-hmm. Um Shane, you got any uh, green lights? Yeah, so I agree with you on the on the Washington call. Um, Arizona was fifth worst in touchdowns um, allowed on the via run last year, and then Dobbins. I mean, come on, against Houston, they gave up over 170 yards a game last year. I mean, <laughs> that is just ridiculous. So, um, so my other two um, that I had was you know most people probably going to be starting him. Um, but uh, Aaron Jones, he's on my list at the Bears. Um, the Bears, um, second worst against the Rush last year. And I think just you know, just especially in the beginning of the year, I just really see Green Bay with Jordan Love leaning on the run more um, to try to help settle him in, break him in. I think it's going to be a lot of run, a lot of dump off passes for Jones, which is going to be good. Um, so I think he has a good, safe, high floor. Um, and then my second guy is um, who some people may not be starting, but is Isaiah Pacheco versus the Lions. Um, Lions gave up the fourth most rushing touchdowns um, last year in the league. And they were, I think, 30th in rushing yards allowed. So defense is not good. I could see the Chiefs getting out to a lead maybe in the second half, leaning on Pacheco a little more. I'm not as concerned that he's missed preseason time because it was a hand, you know, it wasn't a lower body injury. So it's not as concerning to me that he missed preseason action. So I think he could be a a guy to plug in also. 
Was, was that his right or was that his left or right hand? Because could could be concerning a little bit if he wasn't able to, okay. to, all pra right. to practice all off season. All right, all right, all right. Let's um, reel, reel it back in. Um, so yeah, that was a <laughs> good point there, Shane. Though. Pacheco, um, for me, I I'm a little bit hesitant. I mean, so. You just mentioned two guys who I've been hammering away at. They're like Aaron Jones. I love that the, that narrative that he's going to be counted on quite a bit, um, especially early on. But you know, against the Bears team that you mentioned was so bad, and against the run, um, I think the Bears are going to be. I I think they're going to give up points, right? So. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think him and Love. I mean, I have the I have the Packers winning that game, uh, and I think Love is going to or uh, Jones. Sorry, the uh, flu game I've been talking about is just has my brain foggy. scrambled. Oh yeah, but um, but Jones for me, um, he's he's definitely a guy that's going to carry, uh, be that veteran presence, kind of help them calm down um, until they get. Love is, uh, I think love will eventually like instill confidence as this is, you know, my team and this is my offense. So, but until that happens, it's going to be a lot of Jones. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then Pacheco, the narrative there that I've been kind of preaching is I think that a lot of the public remembers um, the playoffs and the Super Bowl and then just kind of assume that he's going to be the, uh, lead back there, which I think will be a lead back. I just don't know that his production split will be will be reflective as a lead back. Like I could see, I don't know who it's going to be. Clyde, Jarek. Um, I at this point I doubt Daenerys Prince, but uh, until I see Pacheco run away with it this year, um, I would be. I, I just need to see it, but. Your point against playing the Lions uh, and how they give up uh, so many rushing touchdowns. Well, Mahomes, when he gets in the, uh, you know, when he gets ten and when he gets first and goal, um, he pounds the ball as well. So I think it's like one and a, one and a half uh, rushing touchdowns per game for Chiefs running backs under Mahomes. So you know, this would be a matchup that I would be very comfortable with Pacheco. But um, yeah, anyways. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Pacheco. I I would like to see him kind of run away with this job, and uh, get the 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 bulk of the carries, uh, the goal line work, um, you know, early down work. Uh, I still think uh, um, but, or uh, uh, McKinnon is going to be involved in the passing game, and I'm curious to see how much Clyde is involved. But I I'm looking forward to Pacheco being the guy there. So I just I don't fully I trust just, it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the chiefs offense is just going to ever have like a guy at running back right like i think mahomes just likes to show you different looks and i don't know anyways we don't have to keep hammering that home too much so here's the use case scenario for, for you guys just so i was thinking about it would you start him over the guys we just talked about dalvin cook and, and Brees hall yes 100%. to me yeah. that's to me that's the use case where i'm thinking where you yeah. you drafted them after those guys after Brees hall but maybe plug him in for Brees hall this week yes. yeah absolutely yeah. and here's a this is a great segue well way to way to bring that up i have my last guy as a green light is jamal williams um against the titans at home i just think like 
right now it's his backfield and he has zero competition. Um, and he's a good running back, like, and that's a good offense to be a good running back in. So, um, I could see, you know, um, Carr having a good game. I, I just see the saints winning that game and, uh, it being Jamal's entire backfield, he's gonna, he's gonna have a pretty good game. And that's why you drafted him is to have him for the first three games without Kamara Kendra's banged up and Titans at home. Um, uh, he's going to show out for me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> my, my last guy uh, for green light is uh, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I think, uh, you know, from what we've heard the coaches come out with that cryptic uh, comment about uh, you guys don't know how we're going to use Jameer Gibbs. Like you're going to have him throw the ball. What, what the hell is going on? But um, they are devising schemes for this kid. And uh, you know, this is a, a matchup where they're going to need him to be the playmaker that he is. And uh, I think they're going to get him involved early in offense. So if you drafted Gibbs, obviously, in the third round or fourth round, wherever you got him, uh, you're probably starting him anyway. But feel very comfortable putting Gibbs in your lineup. Um, yeah, that'll be uh, it'll be exciting. I mean, I think that Lions, <clears throat> Lions, that Lions offense is going to need someone like him to step up and produce pretty heavily. Um, so I think that's that's exciting for Gibbs owners. I personally don't have any shares of him, uh, just because of how high he's going. And I don't like to take that risk, but, um, you know, whether it's him or Laporta stepping up in a very big way, probably both of them, to be honest. Um, what are they calling a Sammy ball game? But yeah, I, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I think that's going to be a very telling game. Um, if the lions offense is going to be good, they got to come out and score points against the chiefs and arrowhead. It'll show a lot of maturity on their end and who they are as a team this year to go against one of the big dogs on opening night uh, and see if they can actually like perform in that spotlight. So um, huge game for the Lions, huge games for Lions fans. Their fans have been talking a lot of shit. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of secretly as a Bears fan, I kind of want to see the Chiefs just shit all over them and uh, be able to punch back at the lions fans and be like you are who we thought you were but yeah we'll see i like good football so i'm excited yeah uh mike why don't you go ahead and kick us off with a uh, red light wide receiver who do you got on your list for uh, wide receiver uh i got Devonte adams to kind of pair him with that jimmy g uh pick i just think going to denver week one on an offense that probably hasn't practiced much at all together and then you got patrick certain who's just an absolute hawk beast uh, I think it could be pretty difficult for for the entire Raiders offense, but Adams seems like he's a little frustrated as is. So if Jimmy can't get him the ball and he's just getting um, uh, followed by Sertain all game, that could kind of just snowball and be one of those um, one of those quicksand type games for uh, for Devonte. Yeah, it's. I mean, Devonte is so good. It's hard to imagine that anybody really stops him. But Sertain is definitely um, good enough to to stop him, especially with that offense struggling early. So I can get behind that for sure. Yeah, and it's not necessarily stopping him as much as like just the offense not having the chemistry you would expect week one. Um, I mean, yeah, Devonte is so good. Well, he's also had Aaron Rodgers to you know. What I mean, like there's never been an issue with going an entire off season, your 
number one running back sat out, held out all year, and Devontae's openly been expressing his uh, frustration, and there's been already been trade rumors like, you can be the best player, you can be the best receiver in the NFL, but when things are, you know, a little rocky like that, yeah. performance may follow. <laughs> and then you just add in how good Denver's defense is. So, um, yeah, in Jimmy G's not Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy G's kind of <laughs> Derek Carr, kind of Derek Carr. But like again, Jimmy G has been in an offenses that have been extremely stable. He's never walked into a situation where it's like, fuck, I got to get this together. So that'll be interesting as well. Super early on. I don't know. Everything together is just gives me the ick. That's all I got to say. They could, I mean, don't you guys, I could see a world where they are sneakily the second worst team in the NFL this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. I preseason I had, or a while back in preseason, I had, Cardinals, Bucks, Redskins, and I've walked back on the Redskins a little bit. I think they're going to, you know, maybe win six games, something along those lines. Um, but um, yeah, I think Raiders were another team that, especially because of all the concern and all the, all the issues going on, it's like, uh, are we going to put it together or is McDaniels getting fired? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Shane, what about you? What do you got for uh, red light wide receivers? Uh, so my first one is Gabe Davis um, at the Whoa. Jets. Yeah. So, you know, he's been a guy I've been on this summer, but, you know, it's it's hard to ignore the data there. So, you know, one, the Jets were top five in yards allowed and touchdowns allowed last year um, to receivers. And then his performances last year, like he was wide receiver 40 and 66, I believe, when he faced the Jets. Yeah, it was rough. It was a rough two games he had for them. Um, it feels like, I think, you know, it feels to me a little bit more, it's going to be more of a Kincaid game um, that night um, and targeting him and the tight ends because the Jets were not very good against tight ends last year. So, it's hard for me to ignore that data. So that's my first one. Second one is uh, Drake London um, at uh, playing the Panthers. So one, I think, you know, he gets that shadow coverage from JC Horn, who's a good, good cornerback. And then two, same thing last year, he was like wide receiver 58 and wide receiver 30 against them. So not a strong um, past against them. And then third, I, I just don't know how much they're going to need to throw the ball, honestly. Um, to beat the Panthers on Sunday. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, My red light wide receiver I have uh, is Hollywood Brown. I'm touching on this matchup once again. Um, They just came out and said that Clayton Toon might start week one. Like, who's who's playing quarterback for this Arizona team? Uh, Whoever it is, I'm just not trusting this Washington defense, top 10 defense. So uh, I'm staying away from uh, Arizona receiver until I, until I see Clayton Toon come out and actually is able to get Hollywood the ball. Like I'm, I like Hollywood season long. I think he's going to be the guy to own there and uh, the guy to play there. But, uh, until I see any viable production coming from a quarterback, I'm staying away. Yeah. Um, Juju add Juju to that list for me. Eagles. I don't think either offense is going to really do much. And I think Juju sucks. Sorry. No, you're just very uh, unfiltered with your juju uh, 
Just make sure you say make sure, make sure you say it twice. You have to say it twice. Yeah. I can proudly say I have not drafted a single Patriots receiving option this whole summer. Same. Yeah. I, I think the only one I drafted late uh, would be uh, Mike Kosicki. Um, all right, well, I got another uh, red light wide receiver, um, Michael Pittman, um, going against Jacksonville. Um, just basically, you know, until I can, until I see Anthony Richardson throw the ball well and uh, for the entire length of the game, I just – I am not starting Michael Pittman at all. Uh, and then my last one would be Jordan Addison. Um, Jordan Addison with the Minnesota uh, Vikings. I just don't know how – how often he's going to be on the field. If he's only going to play during three wide receiver sets, um, how this is going to be. I think KJ Osborne is going to be involved more than people think. So um, I just, I, I want to see what happens there with this Minnesota receiving core before um, I start Jordan Addison. I don't know how you guys feel about those two. Um, I agree with Richardson. Um, although you said he doesn't look good throwing the ball. Haven't you seen when he, jumps and throws it 70 yards um, <laughs> with no defenders on him and he hits the coach right in the chest man he is so athletic <laughs> yeah um yeah i know i i think it's going to be a surprise anytime you see him have over 50 percent completion percentage um and Pittman's such a talented guy it's a shame that's wasted in, in indy um but yeah I'm on board with that. Um, Addison, I don't know. I I probably, like, I think he's got a good role. I just, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I got Hawkinson on my green light for tight ends. Um, I, I do agree with you that I want to see how things play out there with the, with the Vikings receivers. But for me, it wouldn't be a red light as much as just, like, Whatever you draft, well, why? Whatever the reason for you drafting Addison, just go with that. Um, so, to me, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other. Uh, if you drafted him to start in your flex, start him in your flex. I mean, uh, this will be a high-scoring game, but but yeah, I I mean, I agree that like that offense, I think is there's uh, there's they need to answer some questions before feeling very confident. Um, so I agree with that. Um, but um, yeah, are we good on red lights? Yeah. I'm good. You guys touched them all. Um, yeah. uh, how about uh, green lights? Uh, Shane, what do you got for uh, wide receiver green lights? Okay, I'm just going to just to hammer what you guys said earlier. I'm, I like the Godwin Evans calls. I love the Dotson calls. Um, those are three guys. So two guys that I have maybe a little bit under the radar. Um, so one, I think Cortland Sutton is a sneaky start this week. Um, the Raiders were the fourth worst uh, passing yards allowed defense last year. Um, there's going to be no Jerry Judy. Um, you know, in the past, he has performed well when Judy's been absent. I think if you're going to start him, and this is a guy you can get very late in your drafts, so plug him in maybe into your wide receiver three spot. Um, this is the week to do it um, against the Raiders. Uh, and the second is Mike Williams versus Miami. Um, I was a little surprised when I saw this stat that they were, um, you know, in the bottom five for passing yards allowed last year. And obviously there's no Jalen Ramsey playing for them. 
Um, I just think um, he's been a little bit overlooked with the with the preseason love for Quentin Johnson, the rookie. But you know now they've come out and said that Quentin Johnson is not even going to be playing or starting the year off in three wide receiver sets and their eleven personnel sets. So I think Mike Williams is a guy that's kind of going to be targeted uh, pretty heavily in a game that should be high scoring shootout type of game. Yeah, that was my number one. I have, we already mentioned literally all of my wide receivers. Dotson, um, <laughs> Mike Williams, and Zay. I, I agree with Mike Williams. I think um, his talent is unquestioned. And then um, I think he's going to be opened up a little bit more this year. So if he can stay healthy, he should have a massive year. Um, so, uh, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add besides you've already heard me say I'm more. I'm most excited about um, Dolphins Chargers this entire week, and I had Herbert on my love list. So uh, because of that, I think the stack that I would be targeting is uh, Herbert and Mike Williams in DFS lineups in anywhere you can. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good move. Um, again, we've talked about everybody on my list as well. Um, the only <laughs> other people that I had – um, uh, was uh, the Evans Godwin train, you know, with this uh, Tampa Bay? I feel like yeah. uh, Evans could be a sneaky good start, uh, Godwin as well in PPR formats, um, you know, because we all know PPR is standard, everybody should be playing PPR, yeah. And if you're not, what are you doing? But, um, yeah, man, Evans and Godwin, I would definitely consider starting them this week against uh, Minnesota, yeah. I like that. Um, I have uh, I, I do have two others on my list, um, Amon Ra. Um, so I think like, think if the lions are going to keep up with that chiefs team, Amon Ra is going to have like 15 catches. Um, they're just going to lean on him heavily. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to have an awesome year. I know Shane had him on his, my guys list. Um, and this would be one of those games that if you drafted Amon Ra, you should be very happy, not only because you're heavily invested in the first game of the season on Thursday night, when every single person in their mother is going to be watching, but um, he should come out and get, you know, a million targets and have a really good game. So um, yeah. Love list. I'm on raw. Yeah. Massive game in store. Shane, so. Shane what do you got? What, you got anything to add there? Cause I know he's your guy. Like, <laughs> no, I think, yeah. I mean, just expect, expect that touchdown mark to, at least I would say get back up to 10. I mean, I think I said it on your guys' show one time earlier, you know, six or seven times he was tackled inside the five yard line. So, you know, I expect that touchdown total to jump up from, I think it was five last year to 10, at least this year. Yep. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's dive into tight ends. Um, uh, I'll start uh, with a red light tight end. Uh, it's Dalton Schultz. I like Dalton Schultz this year, um, but I just don't know how efficient uh, CJ Strahd is going to be against this Baltimore defense. Um, you know, you'll see a, a similarity in everything we've talked about today with these good matchups and bad matchups. Uh, it kind of correlates with a lot of different positions on the field, but Dalton Schultz is someone who I'm just kind of staying away from this week uh, until I see, you know, I think there's potential that he's the number one target for, uh, Stroud uh, moving into the rest of the season. So um, until I see that in a more trusted way, I just I'm staying away from Schultz. I don't know what you guys got. Yeah, I agree. Like going into the year, I, I thought, you know, he's going to be the number one target for that team. I thought when watching the preseason games, I kind of expected to see what we saw in that Giants game on that 
the one drive they had with Waller when they targeted him so much, but they just never really saw it or they didn't seem to click as much. So I kind of backed off of Schultz, you know, being that number one target and kind of streaming weekly streaming option. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I got that tingly thing going on. (laughs) Shane, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us another uh, red light tight end? Okay, so uh, one would be uh, uh, Chig versus uh, for Tennessee versus New Orleans. I love that. Uh, I didn't even think of it. <clears throat> yeah, so New Orleans. This one, this one surprised me too when I saw this. They were top three in both yards and touchdowns allowed to tight ends last year. I mean, they were tough against them. Um, so going into New Orleans, facing that defense, um, you know, I think there's. I haven't seen it for sure, but there's still, I think, a good possibility that Traylon Burks plays. So if he plays, that takes away even more targets. So uh, I, I think a lot of people maybe were drafting him late to possibly be their starter, and I'd be a little nervous this week. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that as either. Yeah, I love that Chig. Uh, I don't know why I didn't think about Chig to add him on there, but I completely agree. Um, ah, man, one sec. Take over, Ryan. Sorry, <laughs> right, Mike. You'll get through it. Um, uh, another uh, red light uh, I have is uh, surprisingly it's Cole Komet. Yes, <laughs> love. I love Cole Komet. I love everything about him. But this matchup scares me a little bit. Tell us, um, tell tell us what tell us what you love about him, Ryan. <laughs> tell, tell us everything. About, tell us everything you love about him. Everything I love about Cole Komet, man. That guy is just a baller. Okay. Uh, no, but anyway, in all seriousness. Um, you know the the Packers have the best defense in the division. Uh, that's I'm you know I'm willing to admit that, uh, and I just I I want to see this offense kind of develop. And before I see that, I'm just not really starting him. Uh, if I have other options, I'm definitely going elsewhere. As yeah. much as it pains me to say that. No, totally agree. They were the Packers' third toughest against tight ends last year. He had uh, one of his games last year was tight end 60 versus versus them. So, yeah. But he, he was a great blocker that game. <laughs> <laughs> he paid him 60 mil. Yep. Um, oh. Yep. Yeah, so I had – I mean, I'm just going to group these guys together. I had Mayer and Musgrave. I mean – I'm not one of these like rookie tight end guys that just raves about that because you know how I felt about Kincaid. And I actually think Musgrave's going to be a good tight end for the Packers, but to kind of reflect what Shane said earlier, I see this being an Aaron Jones game um, and them just beating the bears badly on the run. Um, You're going to see some, you know, Watson, uh, I think maybe Jaden Reed has some catches too, but I think Musgrave um, will have a, a slow start. Mayor, you, you know, you've heard me talk about the Raiders in that game, um, but also I think I think he may have a little bit rougher of a season than um, you know that than the that Laporta, Musgrave, and, and Kincaid list. So those two Ricky tight ends, and then the other guy I have is Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, we talked about that Pats Eagles game just being kind of ugly and I do like Goddard. I think you can count on him for just having a crazy level of consistency, uh, at the tight end position. I just don't think you see him in the end zone and I don't think you see much more than like three catches for him this game. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you on that uh, rookie tight ends take. Um, you know, I, I have much more confidence in those other guys than Mayer. So, uh, I don't know. Shane, what do you think about Mayer? Yeah, it's hard for me to – outside of Kincaid or Laporta, it's going to be hard for me to trust starting a rookie tight end um, this week one. I think those two are a little bit different in their makeup and in their opportunity they're going to have for their teams. Um, yeah. But besides them, I, I would stay away. Okay. All right, well, let's jump in. Do you guys have any more red light tight ends or you want to just jump into the green light? We're That's good? it for me. All right, um, one green light tight end that I have on my list. Uh, has it, it, It's generally a tough matchup, but it's a Higby against Seattle. Um, that's a, It's a tough matchup for tight ends, but if, if Cooper Cup doesn't play, Higby is going to be very much involved and just has to have a good game um, if, the, if the Rams are going to stay in this game at all whatsoever. So uh, I'd be willing, as long as Cooper Cup isn't playing, which it looks like that way, I'd be willing to start Tyler Higby. I don't know how you guys feel about that one. Yeah, I love it. Like he was a top 10 tight end last year. He finished the year as, and part of that was because of the action that Cup missed. He be, kind of became that uh, target person um, in that offense. So I, yeah, Cup's not playing this week. Um, he should see plenty of targets. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't have much else to add. I think he's going to be. I actually want to ask this, Shane. How long do you think Cup's going to be out? I asked Ryan the other day, uh, yesterday. How, what, if you, right now with the information we have, when do you think Cup starts his first game? I, th I'm guessing three weeks. So okay. I think it's going to be. I, I, my guess is if they thought it was going to be more than that, they would uh, go ahead and put him on the IR. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking I'm looking at Keenan Allen's injury last year, which was similar, and he was around that three to four game smith's point um so i think that's this is three so you think he's his first starts week four or, or week three week week four okay yeah that's honestly kind of best, worst case scenario for me um because he's not on the pup and he's you're basically saying he's gonna walk all the way up yeah. to that week four so um yeah i'm i think higby just to reel us back in i think higby's um gonna have he's going to benefit the most and you know, you're going to see him catch seven balls a game while cups out. So I like that. Yeah. You guys, um, who you guys got for your uh, green light? Yeah. So I have, I have a, I have a bunch of guys that um, it kind of ties into what we've been saying this entire episode. I mentioned Hawkinson earlier Um I think the Vikings are going to win this game, and in order to do so, they're going to score a lot. Uh, and I think Hawkinson's going to be a big part of that. Um, Mark Andrews already mentioned him, um, and then someone that you, someone, someone, a dark horse that you kind you didn't mention specifically, but someone that I would look towards as a streamable option this week is Cole Turner. Um, I think he's an awesome tight end for the Redskins. Uh, super talented. And I could see him having a very good game, catching a touchdown, you know, five catches for, for 60 yards and a touchdown, something like that. Um, so not really even touchdown dependent. You know, if you're in a PPR league, that's 11 points at five and 60. So I, I like Cole Turner. I think he's uh, going to have some sneaky good games this year. And with Logan Thomas not uh, projected to start, you can see him 
um, kind of make a name for himself week one. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a dark horse. Uh, absolutely. I think uh, that's a great reasoning behind that. Um, and you could definitely see him emerge. And uh, he's a good, like, he has not been talked about much. I mean, you can yeah. get it really get into the weeds and hear his name for, on family. It's like there's some guys that are big on him in terms of fantasy analysts, but like, he is a legitimate receiving option. Like, he, he, he looks good catching the ball. So, uh, if you haven't seen any Cole Turner, go ahead and try to dig up a highlight tape because you could be hearing his name here pretty early on this season. Yeah, possibly next week on our Hitchhikers episode. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then I, I'll just hammer through mine real quick. Uh, Shane mentioned uh, his quarterback, Jawan Johnson. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good year. He's going to catch a lot of touchdowns, so I could see yeah. him kind of – kicking off the season with one of those yeah so Jawan johnson was the top of my list i had on mine too um i i've been saying all summer it's a, it was a good year to wait on tight ends i believe to draft late if you weren't going to take one of the top guys so like i love Jawan johnson um this week um tennessee gave up the most yards to tight ends last year um it's one of the reasons i liked Derek carr in this matchup and i think you know Johnson should be set up um, to have a good game. I, I think, you know, you might see, especially this week one, he's going to be out there more. We, we might see less of the Taysom Hill gadgety, putting him in a tight end spot plays. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, so if, for any DFS players out there, Derek Carr, Jawan Johnson could be an interesting stack for you. Uh, probably not very heavily owned. And if Jawan can somehow, you know, catch you two touchdowns this week, you're going to be uh, asking Shane for his home address and sending him some, <laughs> some thank you gifts. Yeah. Uh, well, here's another guy I want to talk about and specifically talk to you, Shane. Um, I have him on my list and I just want to hear what your thoughts are. I, I've had him really at the end, but I just want to hear more. So what your breakdown is on him and that's Jake Ferguson. Yep. So I have taken him time when I've waited till late. Um, I've taken him. So, you know, Dak, you know, I think he had like a 24% target share to tight ends where he targeted tight ends last year. He loves targeting that position. Um, Dallas has shown they know how to um, they know how to develop that position over the years, and I think Ferguson is the next in line there. Um, when I, I mean, I, I obviously watch all of the preseason games. I read all the practice reports. He just has that feel at the position of where to sit down in zones and how to get in those open spaces. That's going to be really beneficial. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that I think could easily each week, you know, catch four to five passes. Are you you're, are you willing to start him this week? I, you know, I would over you, when you're looking at some of those streaming options. You know, I would. So, like, I would put him in over commit, Cole commit. I put him over Chig. over Chig. Yep. Um, There's some of the guys that I would start him over that I Schultz. think. Yeah, Schultz for sure. Yep. Okay, interesting. 
right. Yeah. Um, I, I, so sorry, right. I, I, I oh, just think staying on Ferguson, like I think the Cowboys win that game. And I think I can just see like him being one of those <clears throat> sneaky picks to, um, score a touchdown. Um, I don't like, I don't know. Some people like playing those, um, first player to score a touchdown in the game bets. And I could see like a dark horse for that being a Jake Ferguson. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I like, I just like him as someone that he's going to be on the waiver wire. And if you're sitting there with a bad matchup tight end, um, he would be certainly worth a look. Um, so I just wanted to hear your thoughts yeah. being, being a Cowboys guy. I think come Sunday night, we may at the end of the night, see like a four for 55 or 60 game and maybe a touchdown. Yep. So you're looking at, you know, that could easily be just without the touchdown, you know, a top 12 tight end for the week. Definitely. Um, all right. So I know we talked about Kincaid and Laporta. Um, those are definitely green lights for all of us. Um, but someone else I don't think we mentioned is Greg Dulcich. Um, I have with, him on my list. Do you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm starting Dulcich, man. Um, with Judy being out, um, you know, I think Dulcich is going to be involved early and often. Uh, Sean Payton was very excited about getting him involved in the scheme uh, early on this preseason, and I, I'm just excited for Greg Dulcich this season. Uh, and if I have him on my team, he's in my lineup. Yeah, so speaking of DFS, uh, actually, I want to first say don't take my DFS advice because I've never really had success. <laughs> this is not a DFS really, podcast. Really but... played it at all. But to me, like the way that my dumb brain works, maybe it's not as dumb as I as I give myself credit for, but Dulcich would be someone that I would imagine has low ownership just because of how I've seen his ADP drop, right? Like yeah. uh, you've seen him 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 more than anyone be uh in the tight end space be a guy that's just fallen um far so uh, i think he was at one point like tight end 11 and then he was uh, at least on underdog he was maybe like in the 20s uh like 18 to 20 range so that's a pretty significant fall for him and it was that whole troutman narrative but we've heard um, we've heard Peyton already say like he's going to get very creative with Dulcich. He's a mismatch everywhere on the field. So I could just see week one, um, you know, Peyton's first game, uh, Dulcich coming out and kind of showing that unicorn, I believe is what they called him. Um, so he would be a guy that I think uh, you can get sneaky, plug into a DFS lineup and, and, and get some low ownership, high ceiling type player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my last guy on my list. Um, did you guys have any other um, uh, green lights you want to mention? No, we hit them. No, yeah, okay. we talked about a solid amount of players. So let's just go through and do a quick recap. Um, Shane, we'll start with you. Just kind of hammer through your your list. Yeah. So quarterbacks: Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Um, running backs: Pacheco, Aaron Jones. Um, receivers was. Uh, Sutton, Mike Williams, uh, and then tight ends. I had Juwan Johnson, um, Kincaid for green light. Okay. Uh, yeah, my green lights, uh, Sam Howell, uh, Jared Goff, um, uh, Antonio Gibson, Rashad White, 
Uh, and then for wide receivers, uh, Jahan Dotson, um, Evans, and Godwin. Uh, and then for tight ends, it's uh, Higby, uh, Dulcich, and the Kincaid-Laporta combo there. Um, so let's go ahead. Green lights, Herbert, jo- Josh Herbert. Nice, nice play. Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I mean, you heard me talk about Lamar, so let's just say uh, Ravens all the way through Dobbins, uh, Lamar, Dobbins, Zay, and and Andrews. But running backs, I also co sign Aaron Jones. He's at the top of my list. Jamal Williams, Rashad White, wide receivers, Dotson, Mike Williams, Zay. Uh, throw Amon Ra in there as well. Uh, I think Mims could be a sneaky pick as a late, uh, as like a, as a dart throw um, with Judy, <clears throat> Judy out and how much Peyton likes him. Hawkinson, Dulcich, uh, sneaky picks there would be Turner, Jawan Johnson, Jake Ferguson. Uh, so those are my green lights. Uh, All right. Um, Shane, yeah. go ahead with your red lights. Uh, red lights, uh, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford at quarterback, uh, running backs, the Jets combo, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, um, Swift uh, at the Patriots, um, wide receivers, Drake London, Gabe Davis, um, and then tight ends was uh, Cole Komet and Chig. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got up for my red lights, uh, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, um, the Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and then DeAndre Swift. Uh, for wide receivers, Hollywood Brown, Michael Pittman, Jordan Addison, uh, and tight ends, Cole Komet and uh, Dalton Schultz uh, for, for me, red lights. Um, yeah, it's a Chicago-based, pa- uh, Chicago-based podcast with Cole Komet sitting on the red light. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, I got Purdy, Anth- Purdy Richardson, Garoppolo, running backs, Miles Sanders, Derrick Henry, Damian Pierce, uh, and that like injury uh, question mark, um, I guess, grouping of Javante, Brees, uh, maybe even A-Chain and Kendra Miller. Wide receivers, Devonta Adams, Juju, uh, make sure you say his name twice. Uh, and then tight ends, Goddard, and the rookies in Mayer and Musgrave. Um, so... Yeah, good thing we didn't release our underdog exposure yet because Shane just decided to red light all of our highest owned players. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Well, we'll, we'll uh, uh, Deshaun definitely is on that list, but uh, mm-hmm. we, we have some ownership in Brees too. But but no, I'm just kidding. Um, we will. Uh, we are going to release our underdog exposure hopefully here today, um, this afternoon. So keep an eye out for that. Shane, as always, it's been uh, a pleasure. And, you know, that was a great first episode of Red Light, Green Light. Um, One thing I will say, I'm going to release a Substack article with everything. Um, So I don't know um, when you guys are taking note taking for this episode every week, if you can kind of just like bullet things out or just jot down a note or two. And I can compile it into like a well-organized newsletter and we'll send it out uh, Thursday, Thursday mornings um, with the episode. So, yeah, I've, awesome first episode, guys. Um, I'm so excited for the fucking season. Like, I, I think I think we're going to have a th- this is going to be one of the favorites that people look forward to. Um, every week, you know, we have the added dynamic of Shane and just like people want to know 
what do we do? You know, like, especially in redraft leagues, people like to take a stance on their players. And um, if you, if they hear one of these deep flyers on our green light lists, instead of, um, you know, a Dalton Schultz, well, projections in the app probably tell them to take Schultz, but that could be a sneaky, sneaky uh, roster move to make to that. That could, you know, end up in a win for your, for, for these teams. So um, that's kind of my long winded uh, outro. <laughs> Great analysis, Mike. Yeah. Shane, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Um, it, keep keep going with that Celsius uh, um, the Celsius uh, uh, ambush. We're gonna get them eventually, right? Oh, one way yeah. or another. I do want to say, I um, my buddy uh, Tony Costello with Rule One Proteins. I was talking to him this morning. I told him that we made him an unofficial official uh, sponsor, protein sponsor of the podcast, and he texted me during this episode and said, of course, rule one can be your official sponsor. So I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to follow up on that text message and see what, what, what can happen uh, All right. with that. So more, to, more to come. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Until, until we figure that out, roadies, you are only drinking rule one protein. <laughs> <laughs> We will blast that out everywhere. But uh, all right, everybody, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. Stay tuned and have fun watching this week one action. And uh, Shane, what should everybody do? Buckle up.